Hey guys, welcome to the Purpose Podcast. We are so glad that you're taking time uh, to be with us. This week, uh, we're going to continue talking about our values uh, that we live, lead, and love by uh, us individually, us as leaders, us as parents, uh, us as spouses, but also as a church. And so we've talked about loving God, loving people. And this week is super excited. We talk about uh, discovering purpose. That's what the whole podcast is after. We're so desperate that you would discover your purpose and grow in it uh, so that you can win your world. Uh, so this week uh, we're going to do, but before we get into that, I want to remind you, uh, all this podcast on really every platform that you can consume podcasts, we'd encourage you and ask you if this is helpful, if this helps you grow in your purpose, that you would share it. Uh, send it to people who come to mind as you're listening to this, discuss it together later, whatever that looks like. But this week, we're going to talk about discovering our purpose. I think the best way to really talk about our purpose is to really look at the relationship of uh-huh. Christ and the church. Uh-huh. And it's described like a marriage. Sure. Uh, you know, Christ is the bridegroom. The church is his bride. Right. And, you know, just look at the beginning. And I totally. think we could talk a little bit about the beginning of our marriage. Totally. It's an amazing relationship. Uh-huh. And, you know, the first day yeah. was a day. I love how you're, you know, you're setting the podcast up in a way to air your grievances <laughs> about me. So, you know, our wedding was amazing. You know, we, it was amazing. You looked so nice, beautiful, amazing, angelic, really. I thought I looked pretty good, too, you know, in the colors you picked out. First of all, pause. We did not get to use the wedding colors I wanted to use, but that's okay. And I don't know why, looking back, I did what I did. My favorite color in that season, still probably my favorite color is lime green. That's right. and Lime uh, green. In all of my wedding photos. Continue. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Every woman listening to this podcast just went, gasp. <gasps> were they say that because they thought it looked so good, you think? There may be a few who were like, that's so fun and funky. But most were like, oh, no. Because it's never like a good theme color, lime green. Yeah, but babe, our love stands Teal, out. Lilac, navy, Lilac's green. not a color. It's a flower or a stench. Okay, so here's the first day of our marriage. I am walking down the aisle. And what do you hope to see in every groom as he looks at his bride? Tears in his eyes, just enraptured by the beauty of his bride. So happy, overwhelmed with love that he gets to be with her for the rest of his life. Uh That is not what Zach Stevens I was all of those things, I think. I just didn't cry. No tears. I get down to the to stand in front of him, and he makes <laughs> a, a married man comment. Okay, that was your fault. There and was a cutout in her dress <laughs> in the in this region, uh, in the chest region, and I made an observation. I just did. It's just in between you and so me. That's what I got at the bottom. And then, but don't worry because we shared the gospel in our wedding. We're very passionate about the gospel, and. Um, our marriage is built on it. He is crying over the gospel, but can't cry about our love. Babe, do you realize you really set yourself up against Jesus here? I know. It sounds bad, but I just, I am sad that you didn't love me that much. (laughs) I do love you. I just don't get the cries either way. You do about the gospel. This man, you share the gospel. You'll get the weepies instantly. Oh, 
which is great because I do not work. cry that way. <laughs> <laughs> Should we imitate the way you cry? No, there aren't the right people in here for that. Yeah, but maybe one day. Okay, so I think it's important to talk about the beginning because when we talk about our purpose, if like was the best day of our marriage our first day? No, but I think some some people think that way. <laughs> despite despite how we're talking about our wedding. It was amazing. It was an amazing day. It, was it really awesome. was beautiful. We had all of these people. We got married, which was, was the goal. Um, but I really did. I felt beautiful. I got to wear the dress I to wear. We took all these amazing photos. It was this sweet time with all of our, both of our families came in from across the country. And it was an amazing day. I think a good example. But it's not it. the best day of our marriage. It wasn't, but, but I think a good, here's a good outlook on it. I was I was a student pastor at the time whenever we're engaged. You just became one, that's right. Yeah, and this guy, and this may come across as crude to some people. I hope it doesn't. Uh, but this guy said, um, you know, every time, you you know, your first year of marriage, every time uh, you are intimate together, uh, know each other in the biblical sense. Can't if, see it, but I'm raising my eyebrows. If you put, he said, if you put like a, like a marble in a jar, Every time you do that in your first year of marriage, uh, and then all the years after your marriage, if you take one out every time, you'll never take them all out. And so essentially saying, hey, this this first year, like the wedding, whatever, that's the peak. Or, you know, again, that, that's, that's the that's, best your marriage is ever going to be intimately was your first year. Yeah, and I, I, I've, I've, I've hated that ever since I heard it. But I mean, just going to what you said, like, hey, this is... This wasn't the best day. No, our marriage has gotten better with time. The longer mm-hmm. we've known each other, the more we learn about each other, the more we love each other, the more life we experience together. The more I cry. Sure. At we won't talk times. about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think, but I I want to talk about that because I feel like it's fair to just, to think about our relationship with the Lord. Um, I think a lot of us believe that our salvation, like our first day of our relationship with God is like the best day ever. And it's an amazing day. But I think a lot of times we qualify it as like, that's the best thing that's ever going to happen in our walk with God. And it keeps us from walking in all that he has for us. Right. Oh, totally. I, I think that uh, you even hear about it. Like if, if, well, if you've been in church for a while, you, you hear about those Christians who've just gotten saved and so they're telling everybody about Jesus, like they're really on fire. Um, and you would think it would be, you think that that wouldn't be that way. You do, you would think that the more somebody understands God, the more grace that they receive. I, I'm, I'm I'm blanking on what chapter it's in, but uh, Jesus tells this Pharisee a parable about two people. One was forgiven, one was forgiven like a small amount, and one was forgiven a great amount. And Jesus asked the Pharisee, mm-hmm. who do you think would love more? And he says, well, I suppose one that was forgiven more. But you would think that the more we live with Jesus and realize that even though we blow, he still loves us, you know, our love for him and our, our understanding of our purpose would grow. Uh, but again, it's just not the normal. Even, even again, the, the normal thought is the people are going to share their faith or talk about it or, um, you know, uh, I, I forget what that, what that, what that term is called for the, um, uh, the people who are most likely like rate like uh, rate something. Shoot, what is it? Um, I have no idea. Oh gosh, I don't want to be able to think. It's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to think of it at the most inopportune time. Either way, um, it seems like people we have this expectation that yeah, whenever your relationship with Jesus starts, 
it's the highest it's ever going to be. But that's not what we've, we've experienced, and I think it's really detrimental when it comes to discovering our purpose. Yeah, well, you know, we and you have used this scripture so much, and I think it's um, great for when we talk about, like, discovering purpose. And we would say, when we talk about that value of— Net this, promoter score. <sighs> Just so you know. He remembered. <laughs> right? You got no idea, sweetie. Sorry, what you were saying was okay, so good. Okay, it was so good. So when we talk about discovering our purpose, uh, we would say we are passionate about living God's purpose. And it says in Ephesians 2.10, and you have talked about this so much. You've taught our family so well, the, our, our, you know, the staff here at the church, and really on the weekend about how God has created us with a purpose. And Ephesians 2.10 says that we're God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us. And so how do I, hey, I'm looking at the scripture verse and it says that I there were good works that are made for me. What does that mean? Right. And uh, so what does it mean that there are good works set out? For? First of all, something, and we've talked about this in the past, but God's word has so many promises about us. And so I would think most people, if you were to say, hey, has are there good works set out before you, like things for you to accomplish, things for you to do that God has planned? Um, whether we would say we believe that or not uh, is one thing, but whether we live like we believe that is another thing. I think before it's like, how do you feel about that? Or how do you, I think first there's just an acceptance and a belief that this Bible verse is true. Mm -hmm. Like that God has planned, he's prepared in advance good works for us to do. And so, and again, we find out what good works are because again living by the kingdom's culture god's kingdom's culture not by the world's culture mm. are vastly different and so what what's that mean and so god lays out what those what those good works are again i think one we talked a little bit about last time that life and death you know or life and death's in the power of the tongue you know so like the words you speak over people and so even like something that simple so some of the good works you have are uh, set before you is to speak god's word god's life over people. Um, but again, I think that part of it is knowing that your your greatest purpose, going back to what Jesus prayed in Matthew 6, when he told us to pray this way, uh, and he told us to pray that his kingdom will come, his will be done on earth as is in heaven. And so I, I think that first, before we talk, think about, hey, the good works, first we have to believe, hey, this is true. And then we then we also have to believe that, hey, my, my number one purpose is to bring the kingdom is to have people understand and live in what God has said about them. And God's not only God said about them, but what God's called them to do instead of just like what could, we would just wake up and go through the motions, like what's in front of us. And if we've had a good attitude or if we didn't get mad that day, then I did good. Uh, but So would it be fair to articulate good works as, instead of saying good works, because we could just say there are all kinds of things are, to say the things of God? Would yeah. that be better? Yeah, I, th I think Closer? so. Closer. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think of like how to how to make this part clear. You know, in the Old Testament, you know, whenever Samuel learns to hear God's voice, I think it's First <clears throat> Samuel chapter three when he's learning to hear God's voice. That word "hear," you know, mm -hmm. I know you know this. The word "hear" and "obey" are the same thing, and so God gave us the Holy Spirit. Um, and he tells us in Romans 8 that he'll tell us the utterances, like the deep things of like what God is saying to us. And so I think when it comes to good works, 
It's yes, it's the things of God, but it's obeying what He tells us to do. Whether it's just going up to somebody and saying, "Hey, God just wants me to tell you that He loves you; He's not going to abandon you." Whether it's saying, "Hey, we're, we're supposed to be generous and tithe," mm. whatever it might be. And so, I, I really do. I think that those good works, obviously, I mean, there, there's obedience that God calls us to. Uh, but I, I, I feel like in a lot of ways that's the bare minimum. You know, God, when Jesus came, uh, talks about in Romans 7, you know, that we're not like enslaved to the law. You know, so it's not like following these rules. It's this relationship. It's almost like saying, hey, how do you, like, what's the good things I do for you? Mm-hmm. What's what you asked me to do that day? Like, it's, today is not the same as yesterday. Right. There's things that, that stay the same. I stay faithful to you. I love you. I care about you. But the things you needed today are different than the things you needed tomorrow or expected or asked of me. And so, yeah, I'm hoping I'm articulating that well, but that's that's a great question. It's one of those questions I think, since we haven't thought about it, maybe it's part of the reason we're not living it. Mm. You know, it's like, what are the good works that God's coming to do? Well, anything that we feel Him telling us to do. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify. And that'll always align with the Word of God. Well, that, always. That's the deal. And something you and I've talked about is, you know, because we'll say, how do I know God's voice from my own voice, like my inner dialogue? Like, how do I know? And we've just committed that anything that's not sin that we feel led to do, we're going to, why would we not assume that that's God? Mm-hmm. So you and I are, you know, we're sons and daughters of the King. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. So why wouldn't we assume if God tells us to go and ask that person we could pray for him in the parking lot, super weird, awkward, whatever, why would our flesh tell us to do that? Why would the enemy tempt us to do that? Right. Right. So super good. Well, and you talk about like doing this, the things and being obedient. There are works that God has set aside for us. It's what the Bible says. And in John uh, 14, 12, mm-hmm. Jesus says, um, very, verily, I t- very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the father. Why don't I see sometimes, and maybe you're, you might say, hey, I read this. I believe the Bible. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, we're going to do like even greater things than he did. He was spitting in the dirt, rubbing mud on guys' eyes, and they were seeing. Right. Now, I haven't tried that recently, but, um, you know, why am I not seeing the miraculous in my life? What is, what is it that's keeping me from experiencing the more than, the even greater yeah, I, I I just have a hard time with this. You know, we our house seemed like we've been there's been sickness in our house for a month. You know, River had River and Valor passed pink eye back and forth, then you and JL had strep. And I wonder that all the time. I wonder like when I pray, and I would say it's it's much it's much uh fewer times that I see God work in power. Which it just be totally vulnerable is it's hard for me, you know. Like I, I don't I don't understand because we have seen people healed. You and I have, have both laid hands on separate occasions, seen God heal bodies, seen people be delivered from things. But then we might see in our own life, or we might pray for somebody, and God doesn't move that way. Right. So does that mean that I'm not seeing the even greater? Yeah, I I don't think so. And so I don't have this in front of me. I'm almost positive it's Romans five, but. In Romans 5, it talks about suffering. And I, I'm almost probably going to get this right. It says that suffering leads to perseverance. Perseverance mm-hmm. leads to character. And character leads to hope or, or something like that. I may be mixing up perseverance and character. 
But I think the greatest part of our purpose is not necessarily those signs and wonders. And I know mm. we know that, but I have a hard time with that too because uh, I, I want to see God move in power. I want to see people saved. I feel like if I walked up to straight atheists and God would give me a word of knowledge about their past or something, that like it would be much it'd be much easier to win them to Jesus. Um, but I, the, the most important thing is not me being successful or me feeling successful. The most important thing is me being obedient. And again, like our our purpose, you know, we are passionate about living out God's purpose. So much of that is hinged on our hope in who God is. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I and I, <laughs> people are perennially worshiping themselves all the way from the Tower of Babel uh, and uh, all the way to social media today. Like we, we just have this really hard time not worshiping us. And so I, I don't know. I mean, the, the answer to your question, I, 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 I truly have a hard time with it. I truly have a hard time when I pray and God doesn't move. I, I go back to the verse, you know, that we, we know so well in Daniel, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whenever King Nebuchadnezzar was going to throw them into the furnace, and they said, hey, our God's able, but even if he doesn't, you know, we, we're going to worship him anyway. And so, again, I, I know the Discover Purpose needs to be more than just about that. Um, well, I but, think sometimes we funnel down, you know, the even greater things. Like, man, we're watching dead lives be resurrected spiritually all yeah. the time. Yeah. And that's, I mean, Jesus the was there, but he hadn't died yet uh, for our salvation. Right. And we're watching, that's an incredible work. Um, that we that is a good work, and honestly, like I'm not saying Jesus did die on the cross, but we're the ones getting to share that and walk with that. And um, so, part of like I think about my purpose is is literally being a part of the beginning of Christ's work and being able to be a part of that coming to completion. You know, eventually at the end of time, the kingdom of heaven coming to earth. I get to be a part of sharing the gospel and watching dead people, people who are going to go to hell forever, who are eternally separated, come into relationship with God. Right. And and I I do think that that is so spot on. But even going back to like, hey, we want to see God do these things. You look at Romans 1, 16 and 17, you know, Paul says that, you know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of salvation. And I think there's a lot... There's a lot to that, that people's power really is in the gospel, mm. but how often do we share the gospel, mm. you know? And so you see really, and again, this probably isn't perfect, but all the people that were moving in power, it seemed like the most important thing to them was the gospel. Why would God endow somebody with power that wasn't going to point them to the gospel? Um, and so, so good. You know, and, so, and, and again, like I, it's... I I am because something happened to me recently. Just being humbled, I I I am so concerned. Or re- right now, so I'm so not necessarily concerned. But I'm so um, kind of introspective about how much of my worship has to do with my performance. I didn't preach well at our student conference, and I had a hard time worshiping after. And I realized I didn't want to worship God because I didn't want I didn't perform well. You know, so is my purpose dependent on my success, you know, because that this is the reason the values are in this order. We love God because we love God. We love people because we love people. We discover our purpose. Um, but whenever we kind of divorce it 
and make it about us, mm. that's when quote unquote failing um, is detrimental. But yeah. So how do I then, how do I, we talk about discover purpose. How do I, what is, what is, how do I discover that? How do I know what my purpose is? I mean, I think we understand the broad purpose that we were all created to be in relationship with, to worship God and be in relationship with mm-hmm. him forever and then to help others do the same. So how do I know how how I do that? Because we're not all the same. It says the body is different, right? There, there's, there's hands, but there's also ears and there's eyes in their mouth and you couldn't have 15 mouths because then what a weird body that would be, mm-hmm. right? And I... So how do I know, like, my purpose? How do I walk in that? Right. And, and again, I, I think this is part of the reason we go back to it. Almost, it seems like every question, but why the Word of God is so important, you know. Um, and, uh, again, I think, it's, I think it's a little more complicated than just like, hey, these are your purposes. But there are some simple ones. There, there really is. You know, he said, hey, what's the greatest commandments? We love God. So part of your purpose, part of your creation is a, is, is a relationship with God. You know, and the second one is like it. We love people. And so, you know, again, your purpose is to love God and your purpose is to love people. And really, that's enough. And everything else that we do around it is for those things. Like everything else we do is is to bring more glory and honor to God. It's why we worship. It's why our worship doesn't hold back, things like that. But then also we love people. And it's just interesting. I, I feel like we want more than that. I feel like we want like that, like that isn't enough purpose. You know, it's so good. And, but, but I mean, because well, it's not about elevating ourselves. Yeah. There's nothing about worshiping us in it. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting. Like the thought that, um, you know, that loving God and loving people wouldn't be enough. Cause again, it's very clear. And I know, uh, you know, in the next podcast where we hit, you know, win the world, uh, you, you win your world, that value. We'll talk a lot about evangelism and who is next and mm-hmm. things like that. But obviously, the massive part of of um, what that looks like, like your purpose, is to bring people into relationship with God. Right. You know. But again, like it, it's it's fu- it's funny, ironic that we we don't value that as much by and large as we do like praying to people being healed. Mm. Right. And actually, if we're not careful, we won't we won't value either one of those things. We won't value. You know, you and I read that book. You know, uh, by Bill Johnson, that um, Heaven Invade book. And I've just, we've just been so hungry for power since then. You know, biblically, Christians worked in power, but they were so focused on the gospel. I just don't know why he would give us power if we're not focused on the gospel. That's so good. Well, we're so consumed with ourselves. I think it is exposing when we talk about our purpose. Really, I think most of the time when we think about the concept of purpose, we're thinking about more of an assignment, mm-hmm. a job, a title, a description. And it really is simply loving, being in relationship with God, worshiping, bringing glory and honor to his name and helping other people do the same thing. So you, we have um, over the last you know two years, these values have been formed and discover purpose I think is a really hard one for people because we all have this different idea of like, what is my purpose? And we all feel like we have nothing. And then we say, right. well, I can follow God, but how do I carry, you know, we talked about these handles. How do I carry discovering my purpose? Yeah. Well, and again, we, you, you and I both pick one or two of these 12, but the sentence that we said earlier, we are passionate about living God's purpose. Everybody on here listening is passionate about at least one thing and you're educated on it. 
you're educated on it. I have people tell me they can't memorize scripture, but they know they know every Tennessee quarterback going back to like when there wasn't face masks. Like like they we're all passionate about something. And when you're like people want to renovate their bathroom, they learn how to lay tile on YouTube. Like it's wild how like we'll do that. Like we'll throw we'll throw ourselves totally completely into something, and and we'll, we'll become experts on it. We'll become experts on it. Uh, but that whenever we say we are passionate about living out God's purpose, is because we really do believe that people can be proficient, people can be equipped in anything they want to be. Um, and so that's the first thing I think when it comes to hey. How do people live it out? Is are you passionate about living out God's purpose? And if I could re-answer one question, and then I'll, I'll stop, and then I'd love for you to talk about a handle or two that makes this real for you. But you know, you said, "Hey, how do you, you know, what's it look like to like discover your purpose to live in it?" And you know, in in Matthew ten and Luke ten, when Jesus sends people out, yeah. you know, again we talked about this. The the one quote he gave them, he told them to heal the sick, raise the dead, like. Uh, like crazy stuff, heal lepers, like wild stuff. And but the only quote he gave them was, "Tell people the kingdom of heaven has come near." Jesus hadn't been to these places yet, and Jesus wasn't going with him. They had to come back and report out to him. And so Jesus wasn't there. So do, just because Jesus was telling them that they were allowed to say the kingdom of heaven has come near, even before he went. So that means through the Holy Spirit in us, where we go, the kingdom of heaven goes. And so part of our purpose is, man, when we go places, it just starts to look and feel more like the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Like whenever you come to our house, you don't hear you don't hear yelling and fighting. The kids may get elevated sometimes, but you don't hear us yelling and fighting, throwing things. You don't hear profanity. You don't hear us calling each other names. There's just this kingdom culture, this peace, and we know we've crossed the line. And we apologize. Mm. I'm going to have to apologize for something I, later for something I said today. I already know it, right? <laughs> and, but there, there's this kingdom culture that's different. And uh, and so I think that's part of living out a purpose. And at the end of Luke, uh, Luke 10, when they came back and reported out to Jesus, this is so, this is, this is, I think it's special. When they came back, it said, after they reported out to Jesus, all that had been done through them, it says that Jesus through the Holy Spirit was filled with joy. And I don't know off the top of my head if it says that anywhere else, mm. that Jesus was filled with joy. And so when you discover your purpose and you live it out and you love people and you bring the kingdom, it brings Jesus joy. And so again, I I, I think that that's pretty significant. But what what are some of the one or two of these handles that um, that make this a reality? Discovering uh, and living out your purpose. What what makes that a reality for you? Well, I think what you you did a great job. Uh, you know, one of them is we never stop learning. Mm-hmm. And you really talked about that. Like you you are. Be- like we become an expert about what we're passionate about. And so if we are passionate about the God's purpose, then we're never going to stop learning about him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big one for me that's super helpful because the more I learn about God, the more I love him. Uh, but I also learn more about how he's designed me, what he's designed for me to do in um, my part, bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And I think the other one that is really great is we discover new revelation for ourselves mm-hmm. and others. Yeah. And new revelation just means a, a fresh understanding. Like you may have read, you know, Matthew 10 a million times. And then you read at that time, you're like, oh my gosh, Jesus mm-hmm. hadn't been there yet. And so the Holy Spirit will give you a fresh understanding for yourself. Or you might be praying for somebody and reading the word and God gives you a scripture for them. Right. And that is so important to walking in God's purpose of bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth is that we are 
putting ourselves in a position to receive from God and to learn from him. Not a new revelation because the final revelation is Christ, Mm -hmm. but a fresh understanding of what it means to follow him and to be made like him. So I think that those really are incredibly helpful as we walk out the purpose that God's given us. Yes, and we, we could talk about this so much. We we love this. You know, we really feel like this is what we were called to do and something that Rachel and I are passionate about. And then, um, babe, I'll have, I'll have you pray for us. But, you know, we want to we wanna win the world by equipping Christ win their world. Um, we are so passionate about people knowing Jesus and living it out here and now. Uh, but we are just as passionate about believers ending up in front of God at judgment with nothing mm-hmm. to show, nothing to show. And, you know, it talks about it talks about when Jesus comes back, he'll wipe every tear from our eye. And I really think there'll be a lot of people looking at Jesus and saying, I realize that I never discovered my purpose to serve that, like that real God. Like this isn't a theory, this is a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, hey, we'll put, uh, if you're a part of Faith Promise and you have not attended Next Steps, Next Steps, that is all geared towards helping you discover your purpose mm-hmm. and put you on put you on mission to win your world. Uh, but hey, we'll put a link or, or a, 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 a whatever, yeah, link in the show notes uh, to a spiritual gifts assessment, and that's what we use in Next Steps. Uh, that way, if you're not a part of Faith Promise or whatever, you can take that and you can at least see uh, as you're discovering your purpose. Hey, these are my natural spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. and you can start to develop yourself in that. But that's uh, right. Well, anything hey, you want to add? Let's pray for us. No, yeah, I think that that's a great, a practical way to start finding out how you bring heaven to earth is with that spiritual gifts test, and of course, plugging into the local body um, and church that you are near. Let's just pray, and yeah. uh, we'll send you all off. God, we're so grateful that you designed us on purpose for a purpose for such a time as this. That's what the Bible says, that we are not an accident and that we've been designed in your image. We're your handiwork and you've set aside good works for us to do. You have things um, that honor you, that glorify you, that uh, bring the kingdom of heaven to earth, set aside for us to walk in obedience in. So I just pray, God, that our hearts would be humble before you and submissive and that, Lord, we would obey. We would be quick to obey and uh, to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We love you, Lord, and we can't wait um, for you to continue to stir the passion about living out your purpose for us. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time.